Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman and Friends, the original podcast for Next Gen and Kidman leaders. Let's see who joins Jim on this episode. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Club Podcast. I'm just really excited because I have a very special guest on this episode. We're going to be talking about thinking out of the box and thinking creatively. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have than my good friend, Ryan Frank. Ryan, how are you doing? Jim, doing wonderful. Man, it's an honor to be on here with you. I am so glad that you're here, and today is your birthday. It is. It is. It is a good friend who will give up their birthday to get on a podcast, and uh, I appreciate that. Man, I'm glad to do it. Well, that's good. Today, Ryan, we're talking about thinking creatively. Yeah. And thinking out of the box, and when I was wanting to talk about this, I couldn't think of anybody better to try to get in touch with than you. And uh, I got on RyanFrank.com, and Bub, you've got a lot going on. I, you know what I do? I, I, I feel like I probably have more going on today than I ever have, but I feel um, like I, I'm not overwhelmed I feel like I've got margin in my life, and there are definitely busier seasons than others, but you just get organized around it, and you focus and prioritize, and I know we'll dig into some of that today, but yeah, it's really amazing that God's God's really opened up some really cool doors, uh, allowing us to help pastors and leaders, um, you know, in their ministries and in and, and what it is God's called him to do. So it's a it's a humbling thing. But yeah, there's definitely not a lot of idle time around here. We got <laughs> lots of stuff going. That's great. You know, when I click on about, uh, it says meet Ryan Frank, pastor, publisher, entrepreneur. I remember when you were just a pastor. But I do yes. Yes. And I think that uh, you know, when people start thinking about how can I do more and how can I create all this stuff and think out of the box. I think the first step is just do a good job with what you have in your hand right now. I do too. I do and too. And I've seen that in your life, Ryan. Well, you know what the Lord's well, I appreciate that. And I, I definitely need to grow. But the Lord said, you know, if you'll be faithful in the small things, he'll give you more. And I think sometimes we can we can uh, kind of be the guy that's unemployed, unemployed, holding out <laughs> for management. And you know, you're you're you got your eyes set on these big things, but what you know it's 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 do it's modeling excellence in the small things. That's One small step, doing excellence here, doing things with excellence there, and the Lord will bless that, and God will use that to um, prepare you for prepare you for more. Yeah, I always say that you know if you if you want promotion, knock it out of the park with what you're doing right now. Uh, look to serve, and uh, I think it also starts with organizing yourself. I don't know anybody yeah. that's got a lot going on and that's thinking creatively and thinking out of the box that hadn't organized their self. And what are some things, Ryan, that you do? I know you've got a little worksheet that you yeah. work with every day. And uh, yeah. tell us some things that you do to organize yourself so you can think creatively. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, I think, I think that you, one of your greatest assets that you're going to bring to your church or your job, your organization— is your ability to stay focused and produce. And if you're going to stay focused and produced, it's going to require you to to take control of your schedule, to take control of your to-do list, to set your priorities, 
And so, you know, there are several things, habits that I've developed in my life and I'm still learning. Um, you know, I'm constantly, I, you know, I try to rotate the kind of, the kinds of books that I listen to. I've, I've kind of turned into an audio, audio yeah, book. Now you were telling me listener about that lately because I can, I feel like I can get through books a lot faster. And so I try to rotate where about one out of every five books I read is on time management and productivity and things. So I'm constantly trying to learn, but you know, there are some practices I put in place. Um, I, I sit down at the beginning of every week and I, I, I kind of plan my week. I reorganize my to-do list. And then every day, first thing in the morning, I choose what am I going to do that day. And I use something that I call my a productivity playbook, which is just a one sheet. And Jim, maybe we could put a link to that underneath yeah, this podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Would be but good. it's just Glad. a one sheet that, that, hey, I've got – it's what are the priorities that I have to do today, no matter what? Who are the people that I need to reach out to today, no matter what, to move things forward? And then if I get all that done, there's a, there are three spots on the bottom of my productivity playbook where I can jot down some things that I can do to move some other projects forward through the week. So by choosing what I'm going to do every day, now we get it, Jim. When you're in ministry and when you're working with people, it just takes one phone call, one knock on the door. And uh, you're off to the hospital. You're handling a crisis situation. But if you don't choose how you're going to spend your day and prioritize it, um, you're never going to get as much done as you want to. And I've also, this is something I've really been thinking on the last, I would say, month. Kind of my word for the month of July was focus. And so how can I stay focused? And I think one of the greatest, so I started doing something this month, Jim. In fact, I'm only in week number two of doing it, but... I don't schedule any appointments until um, at least noon or after because I found that I'm my, I think my best and I'm most sharp in the morning, which I think, by the way, if you study, if you, I think doctors and people that study human behavior will tell you you're normally at your peak performance in the morning. Most people are, not always, but so if I'm at my peak performance in the morning, I want to, I want to guard those first three or four hours of the day to do the things um, that I really want to do to be able to think creatively, to be able to focus. And then in the afternoon, uh, then I'll, I'll take appointments and I'll deal with my email and do some of those, uh, things that are important, but they're maybe not the most important thing that I want to focus on. So really what it is, Jim, I don't know that I think everybody gets organized different ways. Everybody has different tools they use to stay productive, but I think the key is, that you have to choose to stay focused. You have to choose your priorities. And, because, hey, if, if you don't choose your priorities and if you don't guard your time and your schedule, nobody else will. That's and you're going to find yourself doing nothing but spinning wheels, um, running a treadmill, going nowhere. Um, and, Jim, you know, a lot of this I've learned from you over the years. You've definitely been a catalyst in my thought. In, well, in my I'm excited. Mindset. My book, Beat the Clock, just continues. God it's just good. continues to open doors for that. And, you know uh, what? We, yeah. re- we made that a required reading in Kidman Academy, and I'm all the time pushing people. I just bought two copies of it for two pastors at my church. And I was meeting, I said, you need to read Beat the Clock. It's a great book. Um, I think you stole about half of that from Peter Drucker, and you didn't give well, him credit. you know, uh, it's I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sometimes you sound like your heroes. You know what? That's exactly right. You do. You do. That's why when you, whenever you step in and hear me teach, you hear me 
you hear me throwing Jim Weidman stuff out, and I sometimes I forget to give the credit, don't I? Well, you know, there's been a few times I've sent you the outline. You have. <laughs> We've done have. that together. But it's kind of fun. But I look at all this stuff, Ryan, and I look at the books, and I know you uh, you publish a magazine. Yep. You've got uh, three books and about to publish a fourth. Yeah. And uh, you got coaching going on and yep. uh, all the videos, things you do. You have a podcast. Yep. And uh, then this new idea about the tour, January and February. Yeah. And one of my favorite things you've got going on is Five Things Friday. And uh, I, I look at that every Friday when you send it out. Do you really? I really do. And that makes and, my day. Uh, I get more ideas about things. But, but you know, coming up with these ideas, um, I know you schedule time to think yes. and uh, dream and plan. And, and that's another thing I don't think people do is and um, all of our busyness, we just don't put on our calendar uh, time to just think. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And that's a habit that you started a long time ago. It is. And, you know, I've heard you teach this. You know, I've heard you say God created your brain to think and dream, not remember things. Yeah. You got to get organized. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why I finally, I about two weeks ago came to a point where I've got to, I've got to make some adjustments and I've got to have some think time. So, so I've decided to take my mornings as my thinking time and my time to really focus on the things I want to focus on. We're all different. I mean, for me, I find that um, if I, I call it windshield time, you know, if I've got to drive an hour somewhere, I get a lot of good thinking done yeah. or, or on a trip when I can get away from the day to day, you've got to give your brain time to think. I think you've got to, I've, I think you can get bogged down by the old way. And I think sometimes in ministry, we get bogged down thinking, okay, I've got to do things the way they've always been done. I've got right. to do things the way um, the previous children's pastor did. I've got to do things the way my church culture would expect me to do it or people would expect me to do it. Um, I really challenge that thinking. You know, I think think creatively, you know, the old, uh, the old think out of the box, think through, hey, what's a new creative way that I can do this old boring thing? And so... And be, don't be afraid to take risks. You know, I we've got a mutual friend, Roger Fields, um, with Kids Blitz. And the last time we did an online event with him, you know, Roger, Roger said this, and it's kind of a quote that stuck with me. He said, I'm not afraid. He said, people sometimes ask me, you know, how, why are you so creative? And he said, it's really not that I'm creative. It's that I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah. And I think that's good stuff, man. Don't feel like you've got to always do things the same old way. And then don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. And I've seen that with you, Jim. I know you and I both have stories where you try something that fails. And you know you what? You just keep it. going. You just keep going. And you uh, just keep going. You know, uh, one of the things that I notice, and, and uh, Ryan will tell you, he's always, every time I look on Instagram, you're always somewhere going to find some creative people that you can learn from. And I've, I've already yeah. given him an ultimatum. The next time he sneaks into my city and doesn't come hang out with me, he's in big trouble. I, and, hey, I uh, hear you. But, but man, you, you just seek out creative people. I know Martine is uh, a good yeah. friend that 
uh, is a yep. partner with you on a lot of things. He's just a big thinker. Yes. Uh, a lot of, you know, you mentioned uh, Roger and, and of course, yeah. you know, we're great friends and, and um, I've noticed one thing about you, Ryan, you surround yourself with creative people. Mm. Yeah, I think I do my best. And I, it's, and I think it's because I've studied leaders that are doing great things and leaders that really seem to have a lot of influence and they never exist alone. You know, they're always, I think great things always happen in the context of relationships. Yeah. And so, and by the way, I think I naturally tend toward being introverted where I've got to have, that's why I've got to have my mornings where I don't have appointments to focus. I'm naturally an introverted person, but I've learned the great, great value of relationships. And so that you're right, Jim, I try not to lose. I mean, anytime I'm in the car, if I'm not thinking I will, you know, I called, I, I was driving at a, an appointment on the other side of town this morning, driving back. I thought of two leaders that I haven't talked to in several months. And I just, I called them. I got both of their voicemails. I left them voice. I constantly, I want to be building relationships, keeping relationships going. Um, you're right. Hey, if I come to your town, um, <laughs> there's a good chance I'm going to, you're going to see me throw something out on Facebook about let's meet up at Starbucks or whatever, because I think yeah. great leaders hang out with great leaders. I can learn from everybody. Um, I can even learn from people that I might think that I disagree with, but I can yeah. learn something from them. And, and by the way, that's why Jim programs like the club and uh, you're infused. Um, they're so valuable. I mean, they are investments that you never look back and regret. Well, you have to seek out relationship. And to you me, do. the ministry is all about relationship. I know you and I mm -hmm. met on a cruise uh, we did. that we were both speaking at, and we sought each other out. I know recently, or well, it was last year, on the Orange Tour, I wanted to get to know Frank Beeler. And uh, I just yeah. admired Frank from afar, and I thought, Man, let, I need to schedule some time with him and pick his brain and find yep. out what's going on. And now um, I pray for Frank, and he prays for me and sends me texts, and, and, and I'm so thankful that he's in my life. But it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't sought it out. And I think that any leader who wants to think differently or think creatively, if there's somebody that they admire and yeah. they recognize them as a creative leader— uh, I think they need to seek a relationship with. I do too. I do too. And you know what? I did, it's funny you said that about Frank because I did the same thing maybe a year or two back. I kept hearing about this Frank Beeler and seeing him speak everywhere, and we and I was just so impressed. Oh you yeah. Know, we we made him a faculty member in Kidman Academy, and I think for his age, I don't know how old he is. What is he? Thirty? Thirty two? I mean. He, I mean, he speaks like a Jim Weidman. I mean, he just, the Lord has given him a spirit of wisdom. And if you're not familiar with, with him, you need to follow him. If you're listening to this podcast, follow yeah. his ministry. Uh, he's doing some, some great, great things. I know another habit from just watching you, uh, you go to creative places. You're always popping in at some church. Uh, I know um, I've run into you at Disney. <laughs> Uh, we have. Uh, we have. And, uh, we've run in together uh, at Disney and uh, different things. And, and, you know, another thing that I know about creative people, and I've seen this in your life, they're constantly going to creative places. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can constantly, here's the thing. You've got to constantly be in growth mode. That's it. So yeah, whether it's, so good. whether it's yourself as a leader by the people you hang with, the places you go, your schedule, all growth is contingent on your growth. And so yeah. um, my, a, a mega ministry requires a mega marriage. It requires a mega personal walk with God. It requires a mega um, personal development. So I've got to constantly be growing, constantly looking at who can I learn from. And um, again, like I said earlier, even people that you might not think that you could learn from, maybe people even in different niches yeah. or different um, areas of expertise. How can I learn from them? Um, I've got to be committed to my growth. I've got to be committed to my growth. And I learn something every day if I want to. And I think the key I think you're right. is you got to want to. I know I was on a call this morning and talked to a guy who uh, only been in ministry uh, about seven or eight years. But, man, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, and everywhere you go, you look for uh, something that you can get out of it. And, you know, some people use selective creativity, and we've all laughed about taking each other's stuff and, um, yeah. all those kind of things and borrowing stuff. Uh, but sometimes you just take an idea and you tweak it and you got that idea. And the end result is nothing like the idea that gave you the idea for what you're doing. Uh, yeah. but, uh, you had, you had to first think about that creative idea you got from somebody else to tweak it and make it your own and make it fit, um, you know, the personality of your church, of your ministry of your yep. leadership style. And so uh, I think you you have to uh, first hang out with those creative people and go to creative places and then have the freedom to uh, change those things on a regular basis. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Jim. You know, Ron, uh, one of the things that was crazy, when I started in ministry, you had to be creative because if you had if if you did have a budget and you had all the money in the world, mm-hmm. you couldn't have bought anything because there was nothing out there. And yeah. uh, you know, I started years ago a habit that I never want to quit, and that's looking at ministry and looking at ne- meeting needs as a blank page. Yes, yes. And I think that rather than us start and say, "Okay, what out what is out there that I can copy." What if what if we started zero in on things as a blank page, yeah, and uh, yeah. just looking at some of those things? Yeah, well, that'd be pretty innovative for sure. Yeah. Um, what What are some other things, uh, Ryan? That's a part of uh, your lifestyle and your habits, just to help you to stay creative. Yeah, you know what? I think yeah, a few things. One is. Um, creating margin in my life, making sure I've got time to be creative. Another, you know, hanging around and we've already hit some of this, but hanging, making sure I'm hanging around creative people. Um, You know, not many people know this, Jim, it's interesting study. And there's even books written on this, but there's an, you probably know that there's an ex president's club. Now this is, I mean, this is a sorority that very few obviously get in. If you are a, Former president of the United States of America, uh, you can be a part, you're part of this ex-presidents club because, hey, only presidents of the United States know what it's like 
to be the president of the United States, to know the challenges, the struggles, and that, you know, there's few people that really understand what you're going through. So you got to make sure you, those, whoever those ex-presidents are for you, you know, make sure you're hanging around them. So make sure you're hanging around the right people, make sure you're staying creative. And then, man, just never stop learning. Never stop learning, I think is a big one for me. Just being coachable. Hey, who can I learn from and what can I take away? Um, I, I love your example, Jim, of learning from everyone, tweaking. We do a ton of that. Um, you know, our, our Kidman Academy is something we, an idea that we got from a program in a totally different niche, unrelated to uh, the church world at all. But, but we, hey, there's something that might work for us. And so how, how can I look at what's going on in the world, what's going on in business, what's going on in education, um, and uh, how, how can I learn from it? So constantly trying to learn has been a big one for me. Um, and then I would probably say the last thought that comes to mind, Jim, that really helps me creative, stay creative, is just choosing to invest in myself. And I know that sounds selfish, um, but really choosing to invest in me. Because at the end of the day, um, I'm the only me that I've got. I'm the only me that my kids have. I'm the only me that my wife has. I'm the only me that my church has. And so I constantly have to invest in myself and make myself better. Now, what does that look like for each of us? It's going to be different. Um, you know, I, I don't need to go golf. Now, maybe, maybe some people do. That's an investment you can make in yourself because you're going to think out on the, out on that golf course. Uh, maybe it's scheduling, you know, an extra day off now and then, or maybe it's investing in joining a program like Infuse or some kind of a coaching program or, or hiring a, a coach, uh, joining the Y, what are you, or some kind of fitness club, what am I doing to invest in myself? So I'm constantly asking myself that question, Jim, how, how am I investing in myself this week? And again, it does, it kind of sounds, um, a little selfish and self-centered, but you got to invest in yourself. Nobody else is going to, you've got to keep yourself healthy and, you know, I don't want to be, I never want to be a public success and a private failure. I mean, we hear way too many of those stories. Um, I want to be a um, public success and a private success, but it's going to require some investing in myself. Brian, I know one of the things I've noticed about you is after big events, uh, you take a little time off. You do something with Beth. You do something I with do. the kids. You rotate that on a regular basis. And I'll be honest with you, from watching you, I've started um, over the last several years since we've been friends, just taking more time, going early, staying late. Yes. Uh, you know, now uh, I'm, I call it bucket list, but uh, yes. stuff. But really, it's just learning how to relax and pace yourself a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that also energizes you know, energizes you tremendously. It, it does. It does. Um, you know, I, I would, I would share this thought too. This is kind of random, but, um, Hey, don't, don't ever fall into the trap of thinking, well, I'm not a Jim Weidman. You know, I'm not a Ryan Frank. I'm not a Yancey. 
you know, I'm not a, and you start dropping the names of people, you know, that you think have this big ministry and this big influence. And so I can't, you know, I'm just me. That is stinking thinking. And that's a trap of the enemy. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about lately about the anointing of the Lord. And, you know, Jim, when you study the anointing in the, in the Bible, it is all, it seems to be always signified, always the good majority of the time, the anointing of God is signified by what God does with maybe what you would call subpar equipment. So in other words, all I have is a red rope, right? Right. Um, all I have is a stone to kill this big giant. All I have is a jawbone, the, you know, the, the jawbone of a, was it a donkey or yeah. something? The jawbone of, all I've got is this colt, you know, going into the New Testament on Palm Sunday. The Lord uses and the anointing is signified with what God does with subpar equipment. When I think I've got it all together, when I think, oh, I can never be used by the Lord like that, uh, that's exactly where the enemy wants me to be. God wants to use me where I'm at. I've got to think the way he wants me to think, which I think is a key point too, yeah. Jim. And that is, and I've heard you teach this, the mindset of a leader, you know, that you've got to think like the leader God has called you to be. You've got to think like the person, you know, I think if you feel like you're in a trap, I was just talking to a children's pastor last week who said, I'm in, I'm in over my head. And I know this children's pastor and I know that she has great potential. It's not that she's in over her head. It's that her mind's not right. where it needs to be. Um, you know, that you look at the Old Testament. There's a verse, I, and I forget where it's at, but it says that David perceived himself to be right. king. And, you know, the problem isn't your skill sets. The problem is often your thinking. Um, you've got to think like the leader God's created you, Jim. I've heard, we've done webinars yeah. on this. You get this: the mindset of a leader. What do you say? The difference between a leader and a follower is the way That's you think. It. Right? And you know, it's yeah. taking every thought captive and make it obedient to yes. the Lord. And and you know, the the uh, all a stronghold is is believing wrong information. And I think that uh, yeah. you know the same Creator. Uh, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells and lives in us. The same creator who uh, created the world by speaking and made it happen, uh, he lives in us and we were made in his image. And I hear people say all the time, I'm not creative. Well, the first thing you've got to do is get your thinking to line up with what God's word says about you. And I think that that controlling our thinking and being able to say, you know, if God's called me to do this, I, it doesn't matter if I have a lot of skills or I have a big budget or no budget at all. God's going to provide right. because he thinks I can do this and he's called me to get it done. And he's going to provide because he loves me and I'm his yeah. kid. And I think it's important all the time that uh, we have to give ourselves a check up from the neck up. And just get that yes. thinking where it needs to be. And and I think that as we end the day, that's a, a great thing. No matter where you are, uh, maybe you said, you know, I just can't do any more stuff. I'm not very creative. Why don't you just change your thinking right now and just ask the Lord, Lord, you know, Amen. 
help me to think about me the way you do. And, uh, you know, I think that that's a, that's a great thing. So I hope everybody, um, you got something to add to that? Yeah. Just one thing on that, you know, on that same thought is you can think your way through things that you can't feel your way through. Um, it's, it's about the mindset. That's exactly right. That that was worth repeating. You, and I probably (laughs) stole it from somebody, I'm sure, but you can think your way through things. You can't feel your way through the mindset of a leader. That is so good. Well, yeah. Jim, thanks thanks for having me on. Giving up your birthday and I'm going to have to send you cake or something or we'll have to do something but uh i hope everybody congratulations on this new grandbaby boy it's amazing and uh um i'll tell you what i sure wish i sure wish yancey and Corey could come up with some creative names you know why do they pick such boring names i don't know it just you know i'm this this young generation uh they just outdo us in every area uh, you know, it's crazy, but, yes. but, uh, take some time. If you're listening to the podcast, go to ryanfrank.com and just look and see what all's going on. The videos are there about Ryan's coaching inner circle, uh, also his books and podcasts and the tour coming up in January, February. I want to talk to you about that sometime. And yes. then, uh, five things Friday. If you're not signed up for that, you are missing something quick, something that'll bless you. And uh, something that'll help you to think creatively and at least find out what creative thinkers are doing to think creatively. Thanks so much, Ryan. And thanks for listening to the club. And I hope you'll listen to the next episode coming up in just a few weeks. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to KidmanCoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders. 